0: This is Kenny and Heilprin on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Network. And welcome in, everybody. It is Kenny and Heilprin. It is the guaranteed rate bowl pre pregame show on this fine Tuesday evening as Wisconsin and Oklahoma State set to kick off the bowl game about three hours from now. Uh, which is completely preposterous that they will be playing a game that late on a weeknight. That's either here nor there. I'm Ben Kenny. Zach Heilprin is live at chase field in Arizona. We're going to hear from him coming up here in about 15, 18 minutes. He will join the show. And then we're leading in Ebo and Nelson will be live from Deeks and Stoughton from seven to nine leading you up to kickoff drink deals out there. So if you're driving around right now looking for something to do for the game, need some help staying awake until the the mere hours of the morning hit up Deeks and Stoughton from seven to nine tonight and see them out there. All right, here we are. It is uh, finally It's the word I'm going to choose to use. It is finally the close of what has been i for lack of a better term one of the more disastrous on-field seasons the wisconsin badgers have had in what 20 25 years they are 6 and 6 entering this contest meeting up with an oklahoma state team where if you look season wide both of these teams had pretty high expectations entering the season oklahoma state starts out hot they're 5 and 0 they end up getting to six and one as Big Twelve play really kicks up. Their starting quarterback goes down. They just completely slid off the face of the earth. They come into this game also sitting at six and six. I I think a lot of the excitement for Badger fans out there. I know I can speak for myself. It is obviously the Luke Fickle effect of. They hired him after Thanksgiving. It's felt like a month since the Badgers have last played a football game because you have the hire, you have the transfer portal stuff going on, you have the staff, you have the Leonard saga, all that. You really feel like it's going to get up and running after this game where all the hires are officially announced. They come in. The portal stuff continues to go. We get to spring ball. Eyes are on 2023. This is, I I mean, it's the end of, of a substantial era obviously with Paul Crist being fired in October, but then also Jim Leonard, this being his final game with the program for at least the foreseeable future. We'll see what happens there down the road. The Badgers enter tonight, four and a half point favorites. That line has moved a little bit in Wisconsin's favor over under set at 44 and a half as they will play. As I mentioned, chase field, the home of the Arizona diamondbacks, one of the more depressing ballparks in major league baseball, Apparently, it's set up well for a football game, though. So if there's any excitement to bring from uh, to tonight, any way to get up for the game, that might be it. Uh, the teams, when you talk about the profiles entering this contest, and I guess one of the biggest storylines of this game is not what we know, where if you're listening to this show, and if you've listened to our show at all this season, like we all As Badger followers and fans, we have a grasp on what this Badger team is, what they do well, what they struggle with. On the Oklahoma State side, I mean, I've watched a good amount of them this season, but even those that are close to that program have a good idea of what the 2022 Oklahoma State Cowboys are. The big story of this game, though, is everything we don't know about these two teams coming in. I cannot sit here and give you a detailed X's and O's breakdown of all the players and all the positions on each team as they get ready to meet tonight. Because frankly, a lot of the impact players on both sides of the ball will not be playing. Uh, if you followed any of the headlines, if you followed the portal, starting on Wisconsin's side here, uh, if, if I were to ask you first, what are, who are the most impactful players on Wisconsin's team, both sides of the ball? I think a lot of the names that you would first come up with that are first at the top of your mind, the first guys you think of, a lot of these guys are just not playing in the game. Starting quarterback, first and foremost, Graham Mertz, whatever you feel about him. He is transferred to Florida. He obviously will not be active tonight. Chase Wolf or Miles Burkett will be in uh, in relief of him. Feels like it's going to be both, but we'll talk to Zach about that uh, coming up in a bit. The starting center, Joe Tittman, is off to the NFL draft. Tanner Bordellini will fill in there. Likely the team's 2023 starting center. So that's one big storyline. I'm excited to watch what he looks like slotted in there at the center position. And then, I mean, probably the two most impactful players for the Badgers all season, Nick Herbig, Keanu Benton, both impact defenders. They are off to the draft. They will not be playing tonight. They'll be replaced by a, a slew of guys at each of those positions. So offense and defense, like what does Wisconsin do well? Oh, when Keanu Benton's on the field, the defense was able to stop the run. And Nick Herbig has had a great year rushing the passer on offense. When Wisconsin has clicked. Yeah. Braylon Allen's there and he's playing, but Graham Mertz did start off this season hot. I know it didn't end great, but when you talk about when this team was really clicking, go back to that Purdue game, uh, 35-24 win. I mean, Graham Mertz was on fire, and, and they threw it all over that Purdue secondary. So when you talk about the big impacts on the Badgers, a lot of those guys will not be suited up. So that's what we don't know. That's really the big story entering this contest. You then uh, you flip to the other side, the Oklahoma State side of the coin, four-year starter Spencer Sanders, who, I mean, almost led the Cowboys to the playoff last year if you remember. Big 12 championship down on the goal line Baylor ends up winning that game very very close Oklahoma State goes on to play Jack Cohn and the Notre Dame Fighting Irish in the bowl game Uh, and then this year pretty high expectations but Sanders dealt with some injuries and they obviously have not lived up to them but Spencer Sanders is in the transfer portal so he will not be playing if you are sensing a common theme I guess this is what you get with non-major bowls in this era of college football, whether you like it or not. Garrett Rangel or Gunnar Gundy there will fill in. uh, Gunnar Gundy, the son of head coach Mike Gundy, awesome name, Gunnar Gundy. You kind of have to be good to have that name and play quarterback, so we'll see. Maybe he is, Uh, but the Cowboys will also be without their leading rusher in Dominic Richardson. I think he's in the portal as well. Their leading tackler, linebacker Mason Cobb, I think is transferred to USC and then three or four more defenders. So across the board, the biggest thing, the only thing we really know about this game, or at least the biggest one is what we don't know the unknowns on both sides of the ball for both teams. So that's what, I mean, that's what makes this game kind of intriguing, right? From in five years, 10 years from now, we're not going to look back at this game and remember, Oh, Joe Tippmann. Yeah. He was in the draft. So Tanner Bordellini filled in, or oh yeah, that was after Graham Mertz transferred out to Florida. We're just going to remember the bowl records because that's what we always do. We look back throughout history. Wisconsin seven of eight wins, the one loss being the Rose Bowl. Uh, that's usually how we revise. And I know twenty five years from now, when I'm when I'm telling my son about that time Wisconsin punted at Minnesota from the plus thirty five yard line. And they were up like thirteen to six and could have could have broken the game open there, but they punted. And it was the most depressing television snapshot ever. When I tell my kids about that, I mean, I'm going to look back at this season, and I seven and six will no doubt look a lot better than a possible six and seven. So that's what's ex- at stake tonight. You go to the Oklahoma State side; they've won five of six bowls, five of their last six. Mike Gundy, who has been there since 2005, one of the rare Kirk Ferentz-like stay a one program forever type of guys. Despite, I think, almost leaving several times. But he didn't. He's 11-5 and five overall in bowl games at the helm at Oklahoma State. So that, that's what we're looking at going into tonight. Uh, I mentioned what we don't know. A couple other big storylines to check in on as you turn on the television. Or if you're in Arizona, thanks for listening out there. Uh, as you sit down at Chase Field for what might be the only time and watch this football game. The other big storylines to look at. Will issues for the Badgers, and, and I'm going to focus on them because we know their team and we know them better. Will their issues suddenly improve? You look across this year. What what have been the things that plagued them and led them to a six and six record? By the way, Oklahoma State seven and five, not six and six. Misspoke there. But what what has plagued Wisconsin throughout this season? Offensive line would be a good answer if that's one that came to mind a an inconsistent run game against top defenses inconsistent quarterback play obviously against those top defenses you go over to the Badger defense side of the coin the secondary has struggled at times uh, really any defensive unit without Keanu Benton I think on and off the the field the splits are drastic will issues suddenly improve and I'm drawn to say no like when I, try to get, when I try to look at who's going to win the game and predict what could happen, when you have issues on the line and in the run game and at quarterback and in the secondary, and then you also enter the game without most of the impact players, the, the positive impact players, and you could say the same about the Cowboys again, I'm drawn to say no. But that's one big thing is, I mean, they've had weeks to practice. Luke Fickle's there. It's the same old staff, but it's the last game with that staff together. What is different? Is there any difference with this team from what we have seen? And uh, yeah, Oklahoma State is not Iowa defensively, but this year, and again, this is with Cobb, their leading tackler, they were a top 40, top 35 defense. They're not. They're no schleps on the defensive side of the ball. It's on offense where they have really struggled against some of those big 12 teams. So there's another piece, another thing to, to point your eye towards when you watch the game. The biggest one to me, or my favorite one at least, and this goes for every bowl game. You look back last year, Las Vegas Bowl. Who's going to catch our eye from the Wisconsin side of the field? When we turn on uh, the tape of this game in July and August, and we're leading into the 2023 season, which guys will we say, oh, oh yeah, I remember watching him in the guaranteed rate bowl. I remember him making a couple impact tackles, maybe a big sack maybe a big play on offense. And then all of the talk throughout the off season and whatever role that player may have won or may have risen to it's justified. Cause we look back and say, Oh, I remember that glimpse. Now I could see why he might be a big part of next year's team. Who's going to catch our eye defense offense uh, talking about outside linebacker with her big going. Does Caden Johnson step up? Is it TJ bowlers? Is it Daryl Peterson? Where are the flashes there? You you could talk about offense, young wide receiver, and Chris Brooks. Is it the same guys we saw throughout this season? Uh, Who are some of the young guys that get on the field, catch our eye, uh, and then we look towards next season, get excited about watching them? Uh, So there's that. And then, I mean, the final storyline, and this goes for any bowl game you're going to watch that is not the college football playoff. Really, this year, last year, next year, forever in this age of college football, the big question entering the game is how are each team motivated? What is the motivation for Wisconsin? What is the motivation for Oklahoma state? Cause they're not playing for a national title. Obviously they're playing without a lot of their leaders. You go to the badger side. I mean, one clear point of motivation is Jim Leonard. It's his last game as the coach with Luke fickle set to take over. They would want to go out and win it for him. Um, but at the same time, there could be a piece of that where, uh, yes, everyone's fighting for roles, but because the Leonard thing is is ending, uh, you wonder whether that is the most positive piece of motivation and whether it's enough. You go to the Oklahoma State side of the coin, say what you want about Mike Gundy, he has done a terrific job throughout his career getting his guys up and playing hard in bowl games. So we'll see if that continues. Um, I, I think the Leonard piece could end up driving Wisconsin to playing hard. The question is, are they good enough or are those replacements good enough? And the whole unit, is that good enough to actually get the win? Is it good enough to cover the four and a half? That's stuff that is, that's going to be answered. Um, And we're going to talk to Zach Heilprin coming up about uh, five minutes from now about all of those storylines. Luke Fickle will be on the sidelines as the head coach tonight. Uh, Jim Leonard will be calling the defense though. And Bobby Ingram will be calling the offense so he's kind of there as a, he's getting the feel of the program. He's getting the feel of the players, but this still is a game coached by the previous staff. And trust me, I, I can already, I can see it. I'm logging onto Twitter tomorrow morning when I get into work and I go back to the tweets after the game. And if Wisconsin loses, guarantee you, there will be some of us out there and do, do not be this person. I beg you that tweet out. Oh, look, Wisconsin loses to a, a poor Oklahoma state team. Looks like Fickle hasn't changed anything. Don't be that person. This is next year is when Fickle's fingerprint starts. This is still the same team we watched all season. Yeah, it's been, it's been fun to get caught up in what has gone on in the last month with hires and with recruiting, but this is by no means Luke Fickle's team yet. Uh, so that's going to be a fun storyline to watch. Uh, some have brought up what kind of vest he will wear on the sideline. I would guess a, a long white shirt and a black vest. And whether they're socks, that's something we'll try to get the, the scoop from Zach when we bring him up. I, a, a final note before we get to Zach Heilprin. What do I specifically want to see tonight when these two teams take the field again at 915? Which is preposterous. Ten fifteen Eastern Time. There are probably a lot out there in New York City on the East Coast. All of us here in Wisconsin, it's nine fifteen. Game's gonna end at twelve thirty. Game's gonna end at twelve forty-five, one o'clock, which uh, it's somewhat ridiculous for a weekday bowl game. And there is nothing I can do about it. I can just say that as fact. What do I want to see? I am I am looking for a steady Braylon Allen, Chesma Lucy combo, not with one dominating the touches. Hopefully, similar touches. I love when Wisconsin goes to bowl games against somewhat soft ACC or Big 12 teams. I'm thinking about Miami at times. Uh, And then last year, Arizona State, they were down guys. But I love it when Wisconsin can go against a different conference and impose their will and make us, at least as Big Ten fans, feel good about the style of play. So I want a dominating offensive line game. I want Braylon Allen and Chesma Lucy to get a lot of carries. And then have Chase Wolf or Burkett manage the game. So there's one. I am looking specifically for which young edge rushers stand out. Guys I mentioned earlier, Peterson, Caden Johnson, TJ Bowlers. Those guys are going to be the core of your pass rush next season, and they're highly touted. I'm excited to see if any of those guys can stand out with a lot of snaps. And then finally, I mean, Miles Burkett under center. I hope we get snaps. I figure we will, but... Who knows if he's going to end up being the starter. I've probably underrated him at times talking about the future, but if he goes out and and lights the world on fire, that could make the off season and going into next year. Very, very interesting. So there's, there's a general spiel on what is to come uh, in less than three hours. Now we're going to get Zach Heilprint on the horn coming up in a couple minutes. Give his thoughts on everything I've discussed Talk about the vibe in Arizona. We're going to hit the over under game, try to guess what we're going to see both teams when they take the field in Phoenix. Uh, that is coming up next. Zach Heilprin live from Chase Field. It is Kenny and Heilprin. This is Kenny and Heilprin on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Network. All right, welcome back in. It is Kenny and Heilprin. It is the pre-pregame show for the Guaranteed Rate Bowl between Wisconsin and Oklahoma State. Uh, Another piece of news today, J.J. Watt did retire from the NFL. I was planning on doing 40 minutes on that, uh, but thankfully he retired on a day where Wisconsin also plays a football game. And to talk more about that, Mr. Zach Heilprin is live from Arizona. Zach, what's up?
1: How's it going, Ben?
0: Do you have a long ranging uh, top uh, uh, theory and opinion on JJ J. Watt's retirement, or are we going to talk about football?
1: I mean, what's the theory? One of the greatest Badgers, NFL Badgers
0: ever. Well, if you want
1: to embrace debate, who had the better NFL career, JJ J. Watt or Joe Thomas? Oh, um, I'm
0: we'll not going to. Yeah, I'm not going to post the poll. you make going
1: to make sure Tag, yeah.
0: So uh, that happened, uh, and he obviously, he's out there in Arizona. Maybe he shows up uh, to the game coming up tonight. I would perhaps. Maybe perhaps assume you know. not. I
1: mean, there's, there's quite a few Badgers actually out here, but Corey Clement is on the team as well.
0: So I, I want to get into the vibe in Arizona, but start there. Who else, who else is around? Who's, who have you seen walking the town?
1: <laughs> well, we're out in the middle of nowhere, so uh, I haven't seen too many people walking the town. We did go to Golf last night. Myself, Jesse Temple, and uh, Evan Flood, um, and we ran into the Fertneys, Michael Fertney, and his brother and family. So th- those are the uh, those are the only Wisconsin-related people that I've seen in my less than twenty-four hours here. But um, I-, I suspect there's going to be a healthy number of uh, familiar faces uh, rolling around Chase Field tonight.
0: So uh, talk about Arizona as a whole. This is what I'm the most curious about how it compares to every other single bowl place you have been to in the bowl experience.
1: So the greatest thing about this bowl is the Festi- the Cactus Bowl and the Fiesta Bowl are also going on here. And so the same people that put on the Fiesta Bowl put on the Guaranteed Rate Bowl. Ooh. And so you even though it's a lower-tier bowl game, you get treated exactly like you would if you were going and covering the Fiesta Bowl. All the media are staying at the same place. Um, so, like, there's a hospitality room. Again, I haven't had a chance to – look at any of this stuff probably won't obviously but there's a hospitality room they have these this uh restaurant where you can go and get food whenever you want um and uh it's pretty cool i mean again everything's here on everything's on site all the press conferences and all that stuff so it's it's as good of a setup as could be hoped i think the rose bowl is right up there but those i mean it's when you have when it's a year six bowl they're usually pretty darn good so when you compare this like this game is probably on the same level as the pinstripe bowl right in in terms of uh, um history not history but it, you know in terms of prestige where to be and, yes and in new york the the pinstripe bowl means absolutely nothing like there there's little to no uh media availability like it's just non-existent so this has been a complete uh different situation even more so than last year last year was in Vegas, it was, it got swallowed up, too. So this is, if we're going to do a bowl game, Phoenix is a great spot to be because everyone else uh, is being treated the exact same way.
0: Zach, if, if Wisconsin wins by 30 tonight, can you post a video of you swinging a club at Top Topgolf? Uh,
1: I don't have that video, so I couldn't post it myself, of course. Um, you say win by 30?
0: Yes, if Wisconsin wins by 30 points. All right. Well, I'm going to clip that and hopefully it comes true for all those out there listening. Uh, I, I am, th- there's nothing more in, in the world that I would like to see than, than that video. Uh, so, why? Well, I, I think it'd be entertaining. It at least would drive show content, most importantly. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so Obviously, talking about, about the game for a second, Zach, I, I let off the show. Obviously, the biggest. Story of this game. The The biggest thing we know about this contest is how much we don't know. When you talk about all of the impact players on both sides of the ball for both teams that are not playing. So I was thinking it's like, okay, so Wisconsin has struggled this season. Oklahoma state. Also, they just limping to bowl season after a hot start. When I think about Wisconsin, it's like, okay, can any of the issues we saw throughout the year be fixed? And given the fact that almost none of the impact players or the the big impact players are playing, or many of them are out, I'm drawn to think, no, but it's the same for Oklahoma state. How, how in the world do you see this game? Cause I'm struggling to put my finger on anything.
1: I've absolutely no idea what's going to happen. Um, <laughs> right. I mean, it's, it's a, when you have a, it's a backup quarterback game. It's, and those usually aren't pretty, but that is the only, I mean, we don't know how everything else is going to look. I think, mean, Oklahoma State might be a little bit more effective. So, like Wisconsin is going to have John torchio and Alex uh, and um, Jay Shaw and some of the other guys that are seniors are going to be moving on. They'll be here, right? They're going to be missing big pieces in Nick herbig and keanu Benton. And um, I don't know what would we would consider Graham Mertz a big piece or
0: just a piece. Oh no. Uh, do- well, you and I spoke before the season, Zach and. We asked the question of who is the most important or valuable player on Wisconsin's team, and the answer was Mertz because of the perceived difference between him and the backup. So I would say big-time player just in terms of impact. Yes.
1: Yeah, all right. So you're missing, you're, you're missing impact players, but a lot, of, a lot of the guys that are playing tonight have played a ton of football for them this year. I mean, their offensive line is intact. Their wide receiver group is intact. Their running back group is intact. Um, the tight ends outside of injuries... Intact, Um, you know the secondary outside of um, is essentially intact outside of Justin Clark. So I mean, like they, I should say. I mean, there's there's some backups that are gone too, but like for the most part, all is intact. Though my understanding that Hunter Wooler got dinged up, he may not play tonight, so they may not have him. Um, But for the most part, Wisconsin's group is intact, and you would expect them to play well because of it, except obviously the quarterback spot, but. They haven't exactly been playing great football at the quarterback's quarterback spot for the last month, anyways, or, the, or did in the last month of the season, anyways. So um, I don't know if that's going to be as big of an impact as it would have been at the start of the year.
0: Right. And that kind of leads me to assume I mean, it's Wisconsin, and it's still a Jim, like, it's still the team that we watched all season, even though Fickle will be standing on the sideline. It's still a team that's going to try to run the ball a lot. And given the fact that they don't have their starting quarterback from the season. I'm drawn to think they would do it more often or lean on it more. I said the biggest thing I'm looking forward to, what do I want to see in this game, is I love when Wisconsin goes and plays a soft Big 12 or a soft ACC team like Miami in the Pinstripe Bowl and just runs all over them. And and it makes us, it makes us feel good. It makes us feel secure about Big Ten football and how the team plays. First of all, do you also kind of see more of just ground game, ground game, ground game, uh, and are you also somewhat uh, excited to see uh, pummel another opponent from a softer conference into submission?
1: Um, I feel like they're going to try and run the ball tonight, and because of what they have a quarterback, they're probably going to need to. So, But you know what's going to happen? They're going to come out first game or first play, play action, deep shot, just to just oh, God. that'd be hilarious if it happened, <laughs> but um, so uh, I think they do try and play bully ball, and whether successful or not, we'll see. But they, I think they're going to try and play bully ball with uh Braylon Allen and and Ches Malusi. But do you really want Braylon Allen to carry the ball 20 times, 25 times, and Ches Malusi carry it 15, 20 times? Is that what you're looking for tonight, or would you rather them? You might care about the game, you want to win the game, and all that stuff. But I kind of would just really want to see some, some passing as well. Um, but I think they could run the ball down Oklahoma State's throat, and I think they're going to try.
0: Julius Davis, I want him to rush for one hundred and fifty tonight.
1: Will Julius Davis touch the football tonight?
0: I over under over under point five touches for Julius Davis. I take over under. Hmm. Um, but no, I, I,
1: though again, I mean he is he is essentially the third tailback right now, um, unless. Well, maybe not. Maybe Brady Shipper would be ahead of them as well. That's eh, doesn't really matter. Uh, but I'm going to take the under.
0: I think about when Chase Wolf is out there, though, and when he is. I mean, yeah, yeah, I want to see them pass. But again, I like the act of Wisconsin in a bowl game imposing their will. When Miles Burkett's out there, like we saw against New Mexico State, noted by the way, seven win New Mexico State. Good pick, Zach. Jerry Kill somehow you. brought whatever that team was, to seven wins this season, which is unbelievable. But when Miles Burkett yeah. is out there, like we saw in that game earlier, Zach, I want to see him aired out. That's the guy I'd want to see make plays, use his legs a bit, see what he has.
1: Yeah, I mean, we got to see a little bit of it. But you're right, yeah. we won't. He just If it's up to us, I think you would be in agreement. If it was up to us, he'd be starting tonight. And he would be the guy, and he would play a majority of the game. Unfortunately, it's not up to us. Um, But I would, yeah, run the offense. The thing is, I mean, this is the last time you are going to see this offense too, right? It's the last time you're going to have to see anything related to uh, Paul, well, yeah, I mean, Paul Christ and and, uh, all the stuff you've seen these last three years, the the struggles offensively, last time you get to see it. So,
0: Oh, you're going to make me nostalgic.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, watch while you can. Right, tomorrow's tomorrow's not guaranteed.
0: Then watch while you can at nine fifteen p.m. Central Time, where the game. And I'm going to ask you when you think the game's going to end coming up next. But I mean, you're looking at a tomorrow finish. Uh, definitely, question is how deep into the night it goes. Uh, Real quick, before we get to some over-under, some thoughts on specifics of what we'll see, what what generally do you want to see from the Badgers, aside from what you have already said? Is is there something else? Is there certain players? Is there a certain thing from the sideline from Fickle, whether Fickle's wearing socks? What do you want to see from the Badgers?
1: I mean, uh, what I truly, truly want to see is the guys that are, are replacing the stars, right? Um, Geo Piaz and Kurt Neal in place of Keanu Benton. Keanu, when he's been off the field this year. They have really, really struggled. So those two guys got to step up. Can they do it? And then an outside linebacker, uh, I believe before the season, someone said that they had five starters at outside linebacker. Hmm. Um, I don't know who that was. That obviously didn't prove to be the case. However, however, I felt like, when Nick Kerbig was out in that first half against Minnesota, that some of the uh, and, and against Nebraska as well, some of the younger guys started to make some plays. Daryl Peterson with sacks in each of the last two games. Caden uh, Johnson going to play a bunch tonight. We'll see if T.J. Bowlers can get in there. I'm that, that the defensive line and outside linebacker room is kind of what um, really intrigues me tonight, um, and maybe even some of the secondary. Maybe though because they don't have a ton of depth at cornerback uh, with some guys uh, transferring out, some other guys hurt. So maybe uh an Adion Jones we'll get a little peek at, but it's where it's guys that are replacing stars is kind of where my thought is um when you ask that question.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm with you there. Definitely. Outside linebacker, uh nose tackle as well. Um and then I don't know, I Tanner Bordellini at, at center, even though yeah. he's not replacing a Keanu Benton player, but I Joe Tippman was really solid. And I think that's the most sure thing entering next season. Tanner Bordellini, likely their starting center, and we're getting a clear look. In the outside linebacker room, it's it's a little more muddy. We don't know exactly what it'll look like. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm in for that as well. Do you, do you have a couple minutes when we come back to, to place him over under before we hand it off to Evo and Nelson and you get down to the beautiful Chase Field?
1: Yes, can't wait. Yeah, exactly. Yep, I have uh, all the time in the world.
0: All right, so let's do that. We're going to step away, take a quick break. Zach will hang on with us. When we return, we'll hit the game from a couple different angles, talk over-unders for the contest, Braylon Allen, pass attempts, Chase Wolf. when the game ends, baseball-related tweets, things of that nature. That's all coming up next. It is the pre-pregame show for the Guaranteed Rate Bowl. Coming up next... Ebo and Nelson live from Deeks in Stoughton. If you want to go out and join them, you have a lot of time to do it and watch the game out there. Uh, but a couple segments left before we hand it off to them. It is Kenny and Heilprin. This is Kenny and Heilprin on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Network. Welcome back, Kenny and Heilprin. The Guaranteed Rate Bowl Pre-Pregame Show. I'm Ben Kenny. Zach is with us live from Arizona, leading you up. Ebo and Nelson live at Deeks and Stoughton coming up in 20 minutes. If you want to hang out for the game, join them there. They'll be live from 7 to 9 on these same stations as well with the pregame show. This is the pre-Pregame. Zach, so... uh, We'll get to picks and predictions and all that coming up here in a second, but I like to look at these contests sometimes and just think about stats and, and whether I think it's going to go over or under. There's obviously the the game total, which is 45. I like the under in that one big time, given some of, some of the offensive struggles. I, I think we might see Oklahoma State has an okay defense. Wisconsin has a solid okay defense. Each offense I don't think will be great without the starting quarterbacks. Um, but the first one at the top Braylon Allen over under 100 rushing yards tonight over that easily.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I think he's going to get some, he, look, he hasn't played in a month and a half, right? Uh, he hasn't played since the Nebraska game, which was, I think I should say a month and a half, Yeah. about five weeks had a chance to get healthy. I think we're going to see a refreshed Braylon Allen and we'll see if he's able to, uh, run some guys down. We kind of saw, you know, when we last year after the Minnesota game where he was clearly not 100%. He came back a month later and ran for uh, what was it was, 140, something like that, against Arizona State and was the Bowl MVP. I think uh maybe a similar performance is on, de- on uh, deck for tonight.
0: So, Braylon Allen and Ches Malusi carries. Who has more? You think it's easily Braylon? I
1: don't know about easily, but I think he does end up with more. Um, I don't know how many more, but I think he ends up with more, uh, you know, whether it's Braylon with 20 and Chaz with 15 or Braylon 15 and Chaz 10. I, I don't know how it's going to break down, but I think Braylon Allen ends up with more, more yards than, uh, than Chaz Musi. That said, um, with the shoulder, he said, he, you know, he wasn't going to be hundred percent until he had a chance to, until the off season, it was probably going to be a problem. I feel like that shoulder could be an issue and that could change everything. But right now I'm going to go with, um, I'm going to go with,
0: I would lean towards maybe a, a heavier Malusi game for that reason, Zach. And for how banged up he has been, I guess the worst thing that could happen is his off season is severely impacted more than it already will be by carrying the ball a lot. And I don't know exactly what the health looks like, but I kind of lean towards a more Chesnmalusi game tonight.
1: I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Wouldn't be surprised that uh, that he would be involved heavily, and I'm sure he will. Uh, the thing I just love about chess, if chess is going to run like he did towards the end of the year, that's the guy you want. Like when he came back from the injury, where he was just hitting it right. He wasn't dancing around. He was just hitting the hole and going. And we didn't see a ton of that from Braylon Allen this year. So, yep. um, if he's going to run like that, yeah, I think should be should be a chance to have a similar number of carries.
0: And hopefully,
1: Braylon, and hopefully Braylon Allen runs like Braylon Allen.
0: That is, I, I would like one of those throwback, like, to last year, shedding everyone yeah. who goes near him, like we saw against Nebraska and Northwestern last season. Um, over under 20 pass attempts for the Badgers overall. Mm. That's a good line. i under, going take the under. I would also take the under. I think if they can run it, they will. Um, Daryl Peterson, your guy, over under 0.5 sacks tonight.
1: Over. My, he, he's gonna get home. It's gonna be three sheet games with a sack. Setting up for a monster year next year.
0: I would agree. Spencer Sanders is dynamic. His backups I don't think are as dynamic as him. Spencer Sanders not the easiest guy to sack, though. No. Uh I, I don't know everything about the backups, admittedly, but I, I figure they are easier to sack than Sanders is. Over under twelve forty five AM Central when this game ends tonight. That would be three and a half hours under you, you think the clock's running I uh, you all think all you think they're gonna
1: because they're gonna run the ball I think there should be a lot of running in this game so I kind of feel like the clock will roll fingers crossed on that one we'll see but yeah I think uh, I think that's gonna be the case
0: right Jim Leonard uh, Bobby Ingram everyone on the Oklahoma State sideline think about the people at home tonight think about all those that are staying up to watch this game run the freaking football let this clock move Milk Run the clock. The oh, yep. Please. We all need it. God knows I need it. Uh, last one. Over under 0.5 baseball-related tweets from Zach Heilprin.
1: Well, I've seen that everybody else is already tweeting about, you know, the, being a baseball field. They're going to get zero from me, um, and you can, you can bet on that.
0: Okay. I Not even like the pitcher's mound would be at the 20-yard line if someone gets if someone the turf monster eats him up at the twenty, you're not going to be like, oh, tripped over the mound.
1: Do you, I mean? Do you think? Do you think the mound's still there?
0: No, it's not still there. But but okay. I I imagine a trip happening there and only there, just for the sake oh, of okay. the weirdness. Gotcha. Uh, well, why he,
1: why wouldn't they just trip over first base then?
0: That's a good point. I think first base is in the end zone, so I wonder how many times how each team will be there. Second base would be uh, around the fifty yard line, I think. Yeah, I don't know the math yeah. on that. Uh, but, yeah, this feels like a Jason Alexander spot start uh, going up against a Diamondback spot starter. And, you know, it, like it's a late game. You turn on MLB TV and, and you just see where it takes you. Uh, last before we let you go, Zach, and and I hope you enjoy the beauty that is Chase Field tonight. Picks and prediction. Wisconsin's four-and-a-half point favorites. The over-under is 45. We kind of talked about it on last Thursday's show, but how do you see this game going?
1: I have them taking – I have Wisconsin – winning i'm not sure what the deal is with that spread jumping a point and a half uh or was i think it was three and a half Uh, the last time i looked at it now it's four and a half interested to know why that was the case i guess we'll find out but uh i'm gonna take wisconsin i'm gonna take wisconsin i'm gonna take the
0: under my gut says oklahoma state covers in the under I, i i have no idea And I'm just going to go like, like the Jim Leonard motivation thing. I think is real Zach. I I think it's his last game. I think they will be more amped to play for him on the Oklahoma state side. I have no idea, but Gundy's been able to get them going for bowl games in the past. So I don't know, maybe they're fired up. He's been there forever though. So like, I don't know. This kind of feels like a dead season for the Cowboys. That would lead me to think Wisconsin wins, but at the same time, all of the impact players that changed the game, like Keanu Benton, on/off the field, different story. Those guys aren't playing tonight, so I, I have no idea.
1: That was a quite a way to talk yourself into a pretzel, there. Uh,
0: yeah, um, I'm going to take Oklahoma State to cover and the under. I'll take Wisconsin to win narrowly on a two-point conversion from Miles Burkett to wide receiver Chris Brooks. How about that?
1: That'd be that'd be quite the <laughs> be quite the game. I yeah. wouldn't hate to see it.
0: All right, Zach, uh, enjoy the game. Everyone follow along at Zach Heilprint on Twitter. He will have the best analysis and observation from the game as it is happening. Zach, enjoy Arizona. I look forward to seeing you again on Thursday.
1: Yeah, can't wait for Thursday. Going to have a special guest with us out there at Monk's Bar. Uh, and after last week, I can't wait to get back. Oh, so, I, for-
0: uh, I forgot about that what? special guest. I'm excited. Yeah,
1: Yeah. so we'll talk about it. We'll, t- well, you'll know who it is. You'll know who it is. So, um Yeah. Thanks,
0: Ben. All right. That is that is Zach. He is in Arizona. He is covering the game. Follow him. Uh, follow all of his work from the game itself. Me, uh, myself, and him will be live at Monk's Bar and Grill coming up on Thursday, 5 to 6. Recapping the game, we will be joined by a very special guest, a former Wisconsin player that has not joined us yet, though I guarantee you will be recognized by almost everybody of a certain age. Uh, he also was part of a, a dying breed, a, a breed of the school that we don't know if it's going to continue. And that is the teaser I will give for Thursday at Monks and Sun Prairie. All right. Ebo and Nelson are, are taking over in about 10 minutes from Deeks in Stoughton to lead you up to kickoff 7-9, to nine, previewing the game. You got drink deals down there. Go join them if you need a place to watch. When we return, we'll close things up. We'll talk wisconsin oklahoma State. I'll talk about the quarterback. The Badgers just landed as well because that was some big news from the Christmas vacation weekend that we have not discussed yet, me and you. So we'll get to that when we return. Final segment. That is next. It is Kenny and Heilprin. This is Kenny and Heilprin on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Network. All right. It is Kenny and Heilprin. We are out of here in six minutes. Evo and Nelson are going to take over live from Deeks in Stoughton, leading you up to kickoff of Wisconsin and Oklahoma state in the guaranteed rate bowl in Arizona. Some breaking news to share with you all. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, well, they're playing at chase field, the home of the Arizona diamondbacks, not my favorite ballpark in the world. It is a pitcher's park. wonder how that plays into the matchup and how it goes down. The roof at Chase Field is closed, unfortunately. As a big advocate of opening roofs at baseball stadiums, the roof is closed. However, the vents, they have these vents in center field and left field. The vents are open, so there will be some free-flowing air. It it looks like a really good setup. It it looks like a pretty cool setup. Evan Flood on Twitter tweeted out a a picture of the field there. So that is coming up at 9.15 tonight. For all those out there that are going to stay up and watch, like myself, uh, good luck. I know I'm going to need it, given uh, you know the early wake ups, and then uh, this game will go to what 1230 one one o'clock. You got to react to it and all that stuff. So, nine fifteen on a weeknight, not cool. NCAA. I guess the only way Wisconsin changes that in the future is wins more games and avoids bowl games like this one. Oklahoma State Cowboys, Wisconsin Badgers. Uh, I was talking with Zach. Uh, big storylines from the game, what we want to see. I mean, the biggest thing, and he echoed this statement, We there's so much we don't know about these teams and how they're going to look just because of who is not playing, probably more so than what we do know, right? Like, Especially the quarterback position. I don't think Oklahoma State will have much success moving the football. Their backup quarterback position is not great. They're down their leading rusher. If you look throughout their season, they started off red hot, and then the defense really started to get gashed. TCU beats them 43-40 in double overtime. They lose to Texas, uh, or they beat Texas, excuse me, 41-34. to Kansas State drubs them 48 to A lot of running in that game from Kansas State. Kansas then beats Oklahoma state 37 to 16 and they lose a couple more games. Oklahoma put up points. West Virginia put up points offensively though. Once Spencer Sanders went out, you go down the stretch of the year. I mean, they're in the teens for every game. So uh, it's Kansas, Iowa state, Oklahoma, West Virginia. Those four games, they won one of them, the Iowa state game. That was with Gunner Gundy back there, a quarterback, son of Mike Gundy. Again, cool name kind of have to be good to have that name, but I don't think Oklahoma State will be able to do much offensively. I think Wisconsin, the pieces they have intact, which is everybody except for Benton and Herbig, I think the defense plays well. That's why it leads me to the under. But I go to the other side. With Chase Wolf under center, I have no clue what it's going to look like. I don't know how he's going to play. All of the glimpses we have seen have not been terrific ones, and that is why he was the backup to Graham Mertz instead of the starter. But if Wisconsin can get the ground game going, and like really going, where Braylon Allen, Ches Lucy, maybe both of them, get to 100 yards tonight, then Wisconsin could score. But either way, I see this game going under the 45. I see it being lower scoring. Kind of field position E, but definitely like last year, like the Arizona State game for the Badgers, very possession-based. I think that's how they're going to play it. Maybe when Miles Burkett comes in, they open it up a bit. They let him use his legs, let him extend some plays. I'm excited to see what he has because, again, I've underrated whether he could start next season or, or start the year after. Admittedly, I have underrated that chance. If he lights the world on fire, that'll lead to a very interesting offseason and a very interesting quarterback battle with Nick Evers coming in, maybe Brendan Armstrong coming in. Um, and then also uh, the other news on, on Christmas Eve, Wisconsin did land a commitment real quick before we get out of here from Mabry M- Mattire, I think. And I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to start to nail that as we get closer to him enrolling in Wisconsin. He's a 6'5 quarterback from Texas. And I'm just going to let that sentence sit. A 6'5 quarterback from Texas committed to Wisconsin. And he told The Athletic he did not like Wisconsin's old offense when he visited, but he likes the new offense. That, ladies and gentlemen, is the Phil Longo effect at work. He is in the class of 2024 so, I mean, Fickle and company, all into the quarterback position, which is great news. Good battles there. Hopefully some, some really productive play coming. But first, it starts tonight. Guaranteed rate ball, Wisconsin, Oklahoma State, nine fifteen. I know I can't wait for it. I love Wisconsin football. I love Big Ten football. Finally, uh, an end of what has been a tough season. Enjoy the game, everybody. Zach and I will talk to you on Thursday. See ya.